found my healing place in Washington, D.C. that reminded me of my grandma's kitchen. I didn't realize it until I came home to Toronto, Canada, but that's why it felt so special. I had traveled to Washington, D.C. on my healing journey called Morning in Beautiful Places, and it all started when I walked down the street and heard the voice of a man asking me for some change. (laughs) You got some change there for me? said with a rasp. I didn't at the time. And I said, no, I'm sorry. He said, well, you have yourself a nice day now. (laughs) And I heard something in the rasp. It was like music to my ears because it reminded me of all of my uncles, my grandmother's brothers who would come over on a Friday night and play bid whist till two o'clock in the morning, drinking and laughing and having a good time in my grandma's kitchen. It reminded me of the struggle of my people, that rasping his voice. Where did it come from? How did it get there? What led him to that spot on that street in the middle of the city? The hustle and the bustle with people driving by and how come he had the audacity to wish me a good day even though I couldn't give him the change that he asked for. Reminded me of my Uncle Guy, who was just like him back in the day with a fedora hat. Whenever he came to visit my grandma and we were there, he would say, Well, now, <laughs> look at you, boy. Now, look at you, boy. You're getting too big now. And he would dip into his pocket and pull out 25 cents and put it in the palm of my hands and wrap my fingers around it and say, Don't you spend it all in one day now. <laughs> and boy, was I happy to get that 25 cents because back in those days, you could buy a bottle of pop, a bag of chips, and a chocolate bar for a quarter. I knew where I was going the next day. Uncle Guy's 25 cents was going to make me a big old snack. I couldn't wait. That was my safe place. As I continued to walk down the streets of Washington, I walked into this place called JoJo's. There was these cobblestone sidewalks and brownstones all around it and it was such a beautiful atmosphere it was bringing tears to my eyes because I remembered seeing these things on TV see we didn't grow up in that kind of neighborhood in Toronto we were the only black family on our street and when I'm walking down and seeing all the beautiful black people it was like I was transported into the pictures on the wall in my grandma's kitchen I walked into Jojo's and there was a man with another fedora hat and a white buttoned-up shirt and a tie standing in the corner with a rum and coke in one hand and a saxophone in the other playing his heart out. I snuck past him and sat myself in one of those booths and listened 
to the most amazing jazz I had ever heard, live and in living color. The band was called That Feel Good, and boy, did they make me feel good. It was so magical with Aaron Hill on keys and Clarence Ward III on the trumpet. Ooh, I never heard a trumpet sound like that. Not to mention the bass player and the drums. They were totally on point. I sat there at that table with tears streaming down my face, thankful that I was still wearing my sunglasses because why would a strange woman all by herself be coming into a bar to cry? But boy, I knew that my son was with me in that moment and I heard his voice so loud and clear as if he was sitting right in front of me on the chair saying, Mommy, this is the kind of music I want you to make. It was as if he was holding my hand and led me there. And it wasn't the first time I heard jazz, but it was the first time I heard jazz like that. And I knew that I had found my new home. Just like the time when I was in my grandma's kitchen, rummaging through her box of tapes, cassette tapes. And on one of the cassette tapes, it said, E-W-F. Now, I grew up in church, so we didn't listen to a whole lot of music besides, you know, gospel. But my grandma was from the old school and... (laughs) He listened to all kinds of music. And I asked her, Grandma, what's, what's EWF? And she looked at me with a shocked look on her face. And she said, you don't know earth, wind, and fire? You have got, what? You better cut off my heels and call me shorty if that's a sin. She had all these sayings. Boy, she was so cute. Call me a monkey's uncle, but you better. I said, Grandma, what are you talking about? You did, you better, you better listen. And she rinsed her hands off of the soap that she had while she was doing the dishes, and she ran over to get her cassette player, and she brought it into the into the kitchen and sat me down, and we played Earth, Wind, and Fire for hours. I heard that music. The reason, the reason why we're here. Man, my heart was on fire as I heard those melodies and harmonies. And in that moment at JoJo's, that experience was brought back to my memory, to my, to my mind. And, and I could feel the newness of a new sound, just like it was new when my grandma played it and I just knew that I was safe that I was home my grandma's kitchen was in my heart and it was in Washington D.C. and JoJo's and It was in the voice of that man asking for change. You see, all my uncles sounded just like him, and they all grew up in Nova Scotia. And I always say that Nova Scotia is like the Louisiana of Canada. And although we had a little bit of our culture, it was hard being the only black family in 
on our street. It was hard being the only black girl in my entire school. My grandmother taught me how to be proud. We learned how to be proud on Thursday nights. This was a Thursday night when I was sitting in JoJo's after I walked into that spot. And I remember being in my grandma's house on a Thursday night after my mom would come home from work. The single mom of the year, we would stay for a little while longer at my grandma's house so we could watch the Cosby show. And one of my favorite episodes was when the grandparents went to the jazz club. (laughs) And I saw the saxophone players and the trumpet players and the bass players and the keyboard players. And I only saw it on TV. And there I was in Washington, D.C. And I was as if I was transported right into the TV. And I was witnessing it and listening to it and feeling it live. And in that moment, I didn't just feel my son's presence, but I felt my grandma's presence and the presence of my people throughout all of history, knowing that my grandma and my son are my ancestors and they were leading me to the safest, most beautiful place. As a African-Canadian, I felt like I was in exile my whole entire life, and I didn't know that until I was in places like Washington or Detroit or Atlanta around my people. I remember I went to Howard University so proud of how far our people have come went into the bookstore and everybody there was just so beautiful and black and the music and the books and the t-shirts and sweaters that even had hair ties with the Howard University logos on it and I thought, man, how great our people are and how far they've come and how hard they have fought. The only black school that I have uh, ever seen in Toronto is on the second floor of a regular school, just a row of classrooms. As far as I understand, that's the only black school we have in Canada. They share the gym with the regular school. They share the back, outside playground. And the administrative staff have a makeshift office. So you can imagine what it was like for me. I work in that school. And the children are beautiful. The staff is amazing. And when I go in there and and speak, it's, it's phenomenal. And yet... That's all we have, and here I am walking into Howard University, a humongous campus, building after building, and everybody there was so beautiful. And you walk outside the street, and the police officer was black, and the and the taxi cab driver is black, and the people in the taxi journey is black. And the, I walk into a Starbucks, and they're playing '90s R&B, and I just was so inspired, as if I was in a dream. 
to be able to heal in beautiful places. To mourn in beautiful places. I recognize that life is so precious. And it's important for us to find those places that make us feel like home. Especially when we are in pain. What is home to you? What safe place did you have, even if it was just for a few moments in your childhood, when you are in the deepest, darkest moments of your life? I suggest, I suggest that you find a place that reminds you of home and cry your tears right there. I'm so grateful that I found those places that my son and my grandma led me there and that they are somewhere right now in the kitchen, maybe listening to me record this podcast. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Thank you, Grandma, for making your kitchen a safe place. And thank you to all of our people who made Washington, D.C., just like my grandma's kitchen. Thank you to every musician and thank you to that man who sat on that stoop with the history, that rasp in his voice that sounded like struggle and overcoming and survival and history and beauty and strength all wrapped up into his have yourself a nice day. No matter what we face, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. But I will mourn in my grandma's kitchen in Washington, D.C. Hmm. Most importantly, thank you to my beautiful son who has transitioned, Jordan Vera JV. Thank you for leading me there and helping me to celebrate your life and heal in beautiful places. I love you.